Hell yeah. It's Miller time. Are you ready? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hi, this is Rachel McElroy. Hello, this is Dr. Griffin McElroy. And this is wonderful. The doctor is in. And let me diagnose you real quick. Let me look. You've got, ooh. Got a ghost in my throat. Got a ghost in your throat. Got a skeleton in, well, we all have skeletons in our bodies. And in our closets, some of us. Ooh. About what happened on that dark, dark road. Should we start 15 over? years ago. No. <laughs> um, Rachel is, it's funny. I feel like people can listen to the whole McElroy family of products and hear. And track the illness. Track the illness like they work for the CDC. <laughs> it's like they can draw up like a virality map and how it passed to each person. Justin and Travis and their families were all together last weekend. So like that's a clue that you all might need to mm-hmm. chart out the epidemic. But anyway... This is not related to McElroy illness, though, from what I can tell. Everybody. Although it may have come from our son, to be fair, yeah, who is, a, in fact, a McElroy. He is a, a patient zero, for sure. Uh, so yeah, Rachel's sick. We're going to keep this one, I think, kind of short. I know we often say that, but uh, Rachel has no voice. And we just, you know, I, I, I'm proud of you, I guess, first and foremost. I was thinking we should make... Like a substitute noise that is less labor intensive for me uh, to replace laughter. Oh. So let's say I think something is funny. Laughing would take a lot out of me. But sure. Could I go something? <sighs> could I do something like. <laughs> well, even that, I think anything that involves exhalation or the mm. activation of the vocal cords at all is problematic. So might I suggest. Oh, that's good. Or what about. What about. She's uh, slapping her cheeks there, folks. That's good. <laughs> you could also just raise your hand and I'll see that you're laughing. Okay. And that's funny that I've said that now because I can make you be laughing at anything now. That's awesome. That's Ooh. a fun superpower. I have a small wonder. My small wonder is uh, the Foo Fighters. This is a big, it's, I mean, it's, I could arguably do a big wonder segment about it, but Henry likes when he gets in the car with me to drive to daycare, he says rock and roll, because that's just the genre he's into right now. So we've explored Queen and Led Zeppelin and, you know, the the usual, the big the big dogs, uh, uh, some heart, got some barracuda in there. That was, he was <laughs> real into that. Uh, but today he, we discovered Foo Fighters and there's so many good jammers in there. For a toddler to just shred out to, and also he likes saying the name of the band, and that's good. I've always really been yeah, super, super into it. that was actually really cute when he got home and said Foo Fighters to me. It's very good. Uh, Color and the Shape, I like melted that CD. I took that CD to church camp one time, and then during Monkey Wrench, when he was like, the things you said and all the shit, I would like turn the volume down <laughs> super quick so that my counselors couldn't hear it. Anyway. On your disc man? On my disc man. Do you have any small wonders? I do. Um, there is a Twitter account called Muppet History. Oh. Uh, do you operate this Twitter account? I do not. Oh, okay. But very frequently, it will tweet little video clips and pictures with little Muppet facts. That and is I, very it good. just brightens my day. I like that. I like that. More good Twitter accounts, I think. Once mm-hmm. once once they outnumber the um, shitty Twitter accounts, then I'm I'll I'll hitch my hitch my boat right back up to the good good harbor Twitter. That wasn't a very good metaphor. You start this week. What's your I first do. thing? The Smithsonian Institution. The Smithsonian, the whole thing. The whole thing. The whole package. The whole deal. I feel like that's cheating. That's so many things. Oh, you think I'm like cutting out some possible other topics? We could do like five different topics, man. 
Well, then maybe I should say um, James Smithson. No, go ahead and just blow blow your <laughs> wad, man. So I was in Washington, D.C. last week. Yeah. I think it was actually kind of funny because I did an Instagram pic and everybody just assumed the whole McElroy contingent was in D.C. <laughs> I was like, no, I, I Sometimes have, we travel sort of separately from each other. I still have a job that I travel for occasionally. Right. Um, and I went to the Smithsonian Zoo. Uh, which was not something I was aware existed and was a really great zoo. I didn't know that it existed either. Yeah. So I did a little research. Uh, so the Smithsonian Institution has 19 museums, and tw- 21 libraries, nine research centers, and a zoo. All in D.C. or like? Um, mostly located in D.C. Okay. There are some other locations in New York and Virginia. Okay. Okay. So James Smithson. Yes. Was a chemist and a mineralogist born in Paris. He was the child of the Duke of Northumberland. Okay, that sounds made up. Which I'm assuming is where he made his money and not as a chemist. Oh, you think that Duke is rolling in it? I think so. Okay, so Smithson died. Ah, beans. And his will stipulated that his estate um, be left to his nephew if his nephew died without heirs. Wait, what? If I, the sons outlived the nephew, then they would get it. I don't know. It's not It's not important. <laughs> okay. Well, the interesting thing is that his nephew also died. And so the, the final stipulation was that the estate be used to, quote, found in Washington, other than under the name of the Smithsonian Institution, an establishment for the increase and diffusion of knowledge among men. <laughs> That's the... Okay. If I beef it. Don't give it to my shithead sons. Give it to my nephew. If my nephew, for some reason, also beefs it, I can oh, just turn Smithson it. never had any kids. I oh, should, I, should I, see, I see, I see, I see. That's I why see. he picked the nephew. Okay, okay, okay. But then when the nephew didn't make it, he said, oh, here's this super noble, ambiguous statement. <laughs> right. The, an American diplomat went to collect the money and returned in August with 105 sacks containing 104,960 gold sovereigns. I don't know what that means. Was equivalent to about five hundred thousand at the time, which is equivalent to eleven million in twenty eighteen. That's pretty good. So just a bunch of sacks. Pretty good sack of cash, bud. So what happened next is there was eight years of haggling over how to interpret the mandate. Oh my god. And finally John Adams convinced them to preserve it for an institution of science and learning, which was then established in eighteen forty six. So this took like 11 years to After figure he out. beefed it. Um, but yeah, and then there were just a whole bunch of museums that were created. There's uh, holdings of over 154 million items. Um, and there are 30 million annual visitors to these locations, and they are admitted without charge. I love that. I forgot about that until we did our most recent tour, and I went to the Air and Space Museum. Like, all right, let's shell out some 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 money. And then it was free. The free crazy 99. thing is that Smithson never went to the United States. So why did he say that then? I don't know how it was put together. He didn't have any kids. He said, I'll give it to my nephew. My nephew doesn't have any kids. I'm going to put all this great stuff in Washington. It's just like, if I beef it, my stuff goes to Henry, or I guess the nieces, or barring all that, I want to make sure that we build like a rec center in uh, Kiev, can but we do that, that? Even that's more specific than he was. It was more like, <laughs> I want to encourage the use of play in Kiev. 
<laughs> All right, that's wild. Yeah. Well done. Uh, yeah, I like that these museums are there. It, there's always stuff to do. I like that. I yeah, like going to a place like where no stuff commitment to do. too. Yeah. You know, if you're going to go to a museum that costs like thirty dollars, you're going to be a little more skittish. Yeah, your kid barfs down the front of your shirt. Or just go home. No harm yeah. done. Yeah. Except unless it got on a dinosaur bones. What's your first Been thing? there, done that. I think you're really going to like my first thing. I enjoy my first thing a great deal. And my first thing also has a game in it that I think you're really going to enjoy and it's going to sweep the nation. My first thing is bootleg Halloween costumes. I believe that human civilization comedy as an art form has peaked with bootleg Halloween costumes. And I think it's the funniest shit ever. And it's my favorite time of this spooky time of the year. Uh, and that is not hyperbole. Do you know what I'm talking about when I say that? Unlicensed? Like- Unlicensed Halloween costumes that they sell usually at those like seasonal Halloween pop-up shops. Yeah. That are so clearly designed after licensed materials or peoples, but they're given names that could, hey man, that could be anything. Don't Hey, don't tell on Disney or Nintendo on us. That could mean anything, man. Uh, I don't usually enjoy copyright infringement, but when it's this like brazen, when there's so much good comedy at play here, I cannot help but just absolutely adore it. Um, especially because like it's Halloween, right? So you're buying a costume that you want people to recognize the character that you're dressing up as, and yet they cannot market it as such. And so there's almost like a little riddle in there from from the... Uh, costume makers to the potential costume purchasers of like, or, you know, video game guy with the red hat. Do you get it? I kind of love that. I love that so much. It's very playful. The comedy formula of like, I'm being sly, but not actually so sly really, really works on me. Uh, and that's just the main conceit here. Like every model on these packages may as well be winking. Um, the models are so choice too, because they're just trying to sell the characters so hard because they know that they don't have name recognition to count on here. So I want to play a game with you. Are you ready to play this game with me? I know that you are ill. I know that you are under the weather, but I feel like this could, um, reduce the severity of your symptoms. Are you going to say the name and I'll have to guess what it is? I'm going to say the name of a bootleg Halloween costume. You have to tell me the character that it depicts. I love this. Uh, and I already did one of them. Video game guy is Mario. So we'll strike that one from the list. Uh, I'm going to start with what might be my favorite. Juice Demon. Juice Demon. Kool-Aid Man? Beetlejuice. That's very close. Oh. <laughs> I do like the idea of juice. <laughs> I do like the idea of Kool-Aid Man smashing through the wall and everybody yelling, no, no. Juice Demon. Wow. Okay. All right. Hermione Grinder. <laughs> Hermione Grinder. I mean, that's Hermione. That's Hermione Granger. Yeah, that one's very. This one is probably the most brazen. Listen to the, listen to my cadence. A lad in a costume. Aladdin. <laughs> it's an Aladdin. That's awesome. It's an Aladdin costume, and he's that one. The guy playing Aladdin looks so like he looks so proud of himself, as if he thought up Aladdin a costume. <laughs> Creepy husband. Creepy husband. Oh. Um, Jack Nicholson from The Shining? No, I do like that, though. And I don't know what that costume yeah, looked like unless he was, like, frozen. Uh, spoilers, I guess. No, that one is Gomez Adams, the creepy husband. Oh, gosh. Notionless. 
notionless notionless i don't even know what to get it's share from clueless oh my god it's so choice it's so delectable drizzle it over like pancakes and let me eat that uh factory owner hey there i'm factory owner what do you dress as this year factory owner these are a lot more difficult than i was expecting yeah let me set the let me set the stage for okay, you. Okay, please. Imagine the most famous owner of a factory in oh, cinema. Oh, Willy Wonka. It's Willy Wonka. Willy Wonka and his factory that he owns, uh, Kansas Sweetie. Oh, um, Dorothy. Dorothy, you got it. See, <laughs> hungry rebel girl. Hungry rebel girl. My throat just made a noise I've never heard before. Smiling. I think I just glurked it. A hungry rebel girl. Oh, Tomb Raider. Katniss Aberdeen. Hunger Katniss Games. Katniss Aberdeen from mm, Hunger Games. I get, it, I get it. This is the last one. It's a trick. It's a tough. It's a tough one. Cyberman or Padre. Cyberman or Padre. Is it Keanu Reeves from The Matrix? It's Neo from The Matrix or a priest's vestments. If you, <laughs> it can be either one that you want it to be. I don't know why they couldn't say Cyberman or a priest's vestments. That's pretty good that I got it, though. That is really impressive. I am very impressed. You did good. I would say you got more than you lost. Notionless, I thought for sure you were going to swing big out. How? How? All I was thinking was that it would be a person that was confused, and I was Mm. stuck on the word confused. Oh, yeah. Well, it's a a trick, and see, and that's how they get you, because whoever made Clueless, whatever TV studio or film studio made Clueless saw that costume and said, notionless, I don't know what that means, and kept on walking, kept on walking down the store until they saw, like, green stink giant. And they were like, oh, that's clearly Shrek. It's, like, so choice. It's all I want to do. All I could do is sit around, when I was looking at these names, is sit around and try and think up bootleg costume names, and I couldn't think of anything as good as Juice Demon. Yeah, no, that's kind of incredible. It's it is hard to come up with, like on your own, just on the fly. Hmm. Like, okay, let's say you wanted to do a Batman costume. What would you call it? Hmm, Batman costume. Like, n- like nighttime cave crime fighter. Yeah, cowled vigilante. Ooh, that's good too. I like that. Joker hater. <laughs> okay, what about Dory from Finding Nemo? Blue forgetful fish. Memory fish. Memory. It would be it would be so much memory fish. <laughs> Literate memory fish. Ooh, I like that. That's good. The fit the keeps swimming underwater friend. <laughs> forgetful underwater water sun finder. Any of these works really good. Uh, hey, can I steal you away? Yes. Okay. It can be intimidating trying to roll with the console cowboys in cyberspace. Um, there's always the worry that maybe they know something that you don't vis-a-vis um, website design or website functionality, and you think, that I could never be that. I could never be among their illustrious ranks. Griffin, if I wanted to build a website where I ranked my favorite episodes of Ghost Rider, would I be able to do that? Well, first of all, it would be 
the same list as everybody else's with the Julia <laughs> Styles episode at the top. But yes, you can do that with Squarespace. It's the all-in-one platform for building your brand and growing your business online. Every Squarespace website and online store comes with a suite of integrated features and useful guides that help maximize prominence among search results. Do you want to have special functionality, like maybe a members-only VIP club section of your website? You can do that. Do you want to sell stuff? Yeah, you can do that too. Do you want to have an online scheduler so that people you can you can sell? Uh, your time yeah you can do that also anything is possible that's um there for the commercial the super bowl commercial they had that was my voice yelling anything is possible in the wow background. yeah not a lot of people know that hey head to squarespace.com slash wonderful pod for a free trial and when you're ready to launch use offer code wonderful pod to save 10 percent off your first purchase of a website or domain griffin yeah you know it's a shame what is that when you order uh, meals to be delivered to you, they can only be for dinner. That's true because of the law. But wait, wait, what's this coming across our desk? The law is different now? <laughs> it's factor. These rebels are operating outside the boundaries of food law. <laughs> factor has breakfast. They have midday bites. They have smoothies. Uh, there's lots of stuff you can get with Factor. What other things can you get with Factor? Well, I'm looking at this menu right now. They got a lot of tasty little options for you. I'm talking about artichoke and spinach chicken with roasted zucchini and tomato butter. Did you even know that butter could be tomato? <laughs> Not me. Shredded chicken and loaded mashed taters with, I changed the word. They say potatoes, but I said taters, precious. With mushroom <laughs> gravy, smoked cheddar, uh, bacon, and Parmesan broccoli. Uh, this this menu is out of sight, and my mouth is just watering looking at these glossy JPEGs of tasty food. So head to factormeals.com slash wonderful50 and use code wonderful50 to get 50% off. That's code wonderful50 at factormeals.com slash wonderful50 to get 50% off. Do you want to hear a personal message? Please. Very, I want a very personal message. Uh, this one is for Amanda, and it is from Joseph Flynn, Olivia, Kitty, and Ollie. So not super personal. I mean, there's a lot of people <laughs> yes, in there. Like, yeah. To the woman whom I'd talk about if I had my segment on Wonderful. Oh, wait, here it is. Ten years was only the start. Amanda, you make our lives wonderful. That is incredibly sweet. And ten years of friendship? Ten years of... Maybe those are all the kids and the pets. Maybe that's possible. Maybe they're all part of an elite sort of like roller coaster thrill seeker society. Ooh, or storm chasers. Storm chasers, maybe. Crocodile wrestlers in the swamp. And they've been doing that for a decade. Holy crap. How many toes do you still have? Anyway, I uh, got another one here. This one's for my best and only sister. And it's from Peter, smiley face emoticon. Kat, I'm so glad my infectiously fun interests like McElroy Podcasts and D&D have spread to you too. I remember when we were younger, you introduced me to all of my interests, so now it's my turn. I hope the Jimmy Buffett concert is everything you dreamed and more. Of course it is. Uh, I can't wait until I'm able to crack a cold one with you at Margaritaville. Oh, God, that would go down so smooth right now. Cold one at Margaritaville. Are you getting the Buffett bug? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll never tell. You're getting on in years. Shit, you're right. It'll I, happen. Things I enjoy. The beach. Margaritas. Steel drum. Uh-huh. Damn it. Yeah. They've got me. <laughs> 
Hello, this is Amy Mann. And I'm Ted Leo. And we have a podcast called The Art of Process. We've been lucky enough over the past year to talk to some of our friends and acquaintances from across the creative spectrum to find out how they actually work. And so I have to write material that makes sense and makes people laugh. I also have to think about what I'm saying to people. If I kick your ass, I'll make you famous. The fight to get LGBTQ representation in the show. Mm-hmm. We weirdly don't know as many musicians as you would expect. I really just became a political speechwriter by accident, realizing that I have accidentally uh, pulled my pants down. <laughs> Listen and subscribe at MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your podcast. It's like if the guinea pig was complicit in helping the scientist. What's your second thing? Okay. I warned Griffin that my topics this week were a little bougie, and this is maybe peak. Uh-oh. But it's drink pairings. Drink pairings? <laughs> it's when the alcoholic beverage you're enjoying is best suited with a particular dish and you get to find out what that dish is. Okay, sell me on this because I'm still, I'm st- I think I'm unsold on the whole concept. Okay, here's the thing. So the idea is that out there, there are cocktails and wines and beers that will emphasize particular flavor notes in the dish that you are enjoying. Okay. And I think maybe what I like most about it is that it is a decision made for you that guarantees that you have made the right choice. Oh, I see. You have paid. Yes, you have paid for the option of you cheated on the test. When you go to a restaurant and they give you like a beverage list that's like six pages long, and you're like, I don't know how to do this, and I don't want to pick the cheapest one. Right. If you would just tell me what to get. (laughs) I would love that. <laughs> You've just made me realize my entire wine buying strategy at restaurants. And that is that I go and you're right. I don't want to buy the very cheapest one. Nope. So then I buy the next to cheapest one. Yep. <laughs> do you do that too? I mean, yes. Or I will ask the waiter to recommend a few and then I will purchase one that is on the low end of that few. <laughs> I say the lowest one. That's dirt. I wouldn't drink that with my worst enemy's dog's mouth. I will have the next to cheapest one. I bet if you went to a restaurant and ordered the lowest one, they'd be like, no one's ever ordered that No one's actually ordered that before. We don't even have that. That's a decoy price. That is is a big realization I've just had about myself. Okay. So I wanted to share some pairings with you. Okay. So this is from Food and Wine. Unlocking. Well, that's right there, isn't it? I know. (laughs) (laughs) They They would know. Okay. Here's what goes together, folks. Food and wine. It's been right there on the tin the whole time. The mystery's been solved. Do you do you want to play this game? Like, I'll, f- I'll give you a dish and then you tell me what wine you would pair with it? Sure. Yeah, 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 We yeah. can stop this at any time. Sure. Once I embarrass myself immediately. Yes. Okay. Okay. Let's say you are eating a, a dish that is made with mushrooms and truffles. Mushrooms and truffles. What kind of wine would you pair with it? A white... A red, you want to get an earthy red in there. And so I'm going to say something like, uh, oh, maybe a Cabernet, a nice red cab, deep red, old Cabernet. I mean, Pinot Noir. Pinot Noir. Just kind of like a fancy cab, right? Oh, I guess. I don't know anything. All right. This one will be easy. Oh, sure. What if you're eating a, a fish or a seafood dish? That one's going to be a white. Yeah. And that one's going to be a, uh, what, a griche or maybe a Chardonnay? Chardonnay. Fuck yeah. Look at you, classy Adult guy. Man. Way to go, babe. Thank you. I only know that because we used to buy those huge bottles of Rex Goliath Chardonnay for like $4 yeah. at HEB and would eat them with tilapia. 
Oh, those were the days. Those were the days. I will say they also recommend Pinot Grigio if you are eating seafood. Hey. But uh, a light seafood dish. I'll eat shit. It's all it's all light. <laughs> um what about let's let's reverse it. Oh, okay. okay. Let's say you're gonna do like a Malbec. Oh, a Malbec, a dark Malbec or a light Malbec, like an earthy Malbec or a light, (laughs) like a a sprightly Malbec. What would I pair with that? Spaghetti. (laughs) Um, With a Malbec, I would do spaghetti every time. It says a Malbec is big and bold enough. Just like spaghetti. To drink with foods brushed with heavily spiced barbecue sauces. ah, Like my spaghetti. Uh-huh. I make like mom's barbecued spaghetti. Uh-huh. You know the recipe I do for you every year? Yeah, you take the barbecue sauce. You take the barbecue sauce, get it really hot, you boil it yeah. in a big pot, mm-hmm. and then you put the spaghetti noodles in there. That's barbecue spaghetti, Ooh. folks. Ooh, my mouth is Just watering. Just like mommy used to make it. All right, what if you're eating like a spicy Asian or Indian dish? Oh, that one? You need to have a rosé. For sure. Or something to bu- wipe it off your tongue, wipe this hot spices off your tongue. So I'm going to say champagne with that one, definitely. I mean, you do want a slight sweetness. You do want a slight sweetness. And that's what I was trying to say is I think with that one, you are going to want a blend and a blend of rosé and champagne. Oh, this recommends a Riesling. A Riesling. Damn it. Mm-hmm. See, I think part of I need a list of wines in front of you. I think part of it is you're not recalling. You're right. You're right. Let me look at all the different wines that there are. Types of wine. Types of wine. You got something in front of you now? Okay. It, 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 actually, I've just Googled that and Google returned. If you have to ask, then you're not ready for <laughs> wine. What if you're eating a tangy food like a scallop? A tangy food like a scallop. I think you're going to need a Sauvignon Blanc. Are you looking at my list now? No, I'm not. I'm looking at a list of wines, and it's the only white wine that I haven't said yet. Okay. Was I right? You were right. <laughs> wine man. I'm going to be one of those professional wine mans that takes the big test. All right, let's do one more. Okay, do them all, baby. I ain't afraid. Now, let's say you're going to have a steak or pork chops. Steak or pork chops? Or a lamb chop. Mm. I've already said a cab, right? I don't think I've said a cab. Well, you were wrong when you said it the first time. Do you want to try it Yeah, I want to try it on this time. You're right. All right. You are a gourmand. I'm a bit of a... a I told a you. A sommelier. Uh, I don't know that. A small mignon? A small mignon? <laughs> Is that a different type of wine? A small minion. Okay. Banana. <laughs> That's what he'd sound like. It's good. Thank you. All right. Yellow look. mischief worker. Do you want to do one last one? That would be what the bootleg minion costume's called. Oh, that's good. Thank you. Goggled goggled mischief maker. <laughs> Let's say you're having a cumin spice burger. Oh, shit. That's so specific. And you're looking... Okay, I'll give you another hint. Looking for a red wine. Yeah. With no, lots, I knew it'd be red. I knew it'd be red. With lots of spicy notes. Lots of spicy notes. Uh, Syrah? Yes. Yes. Fuck yeah. I'm crushing. I swear to God. Are you promise you're not cheating? Look, it's just types of wine on wine folly. You are the classiest I'm man. I'm fucking crushing it. I'm just, hey, babe. Hey, babe. I'm just guessing. <laughs> you're very good. Thank you. I was going to say that or Zinfandel. It was literally a 50-50. You're very good at this. I have a gift, I guess. Clearly. I'm a juice demon. I'm the juice demon if the juice is wine. 
You uh, need to be making all of our pairing choices from here on out. Oh, God, that's a lot of pressure for somebody who got very lucky at a game that we just played. Can I tell you about my second thing? Yes. It's Rudy. Oh. Rudy. It's something about this time of year. Something about the, the fall, something about the, the temperature getting a little bit cooler. For me, it's all about Rudy. It all comes back to Rudy, folks. Griffin had me watch this movie with him, and it was like he had taken me to the church that he grew up in. Yeah. He treated it as if I was visiting a place that was very meaningful to him. It was. I mean, it's not like I grew up in it. I didn't didn't see this movie for the first time until I saw it. I think I was in school, at high school. We, like, watched it in school in some class someday uh, or over the course of, like, three days or something like that. Uh, and it, it, that's weird because my dad has like always been low key, like obsessed with the film Rudy, as I imagine a lot of, uh, folks dads are. Uh, and I don't think it's like the best sports movie ever made, but I do think it is like the quintessential sports movie that so many others that followed were sort of like tailored after. Uh, and also it's the sports movie that can just like fully fuck me up every time I watch it. Guaranteed this one's going to get some moisture, a chance of precipitation, hundred percent from these eyes. Uh, part of that is because it's got Sean Astin in it. Sean Astin, my favorite little, my favorite little professional little guy, Sean He's Astin. He's the most lovable man. Very, uh, he was also Samwise Gamgee. I know that doesn't resonate with Rachel in the way it resonates with me, but it basically, all those things add up to meaning that this man has made me cry more than any other living actor at this point. So well and, done, uh, Sean. And, uh, Stranger Things. Bob on Stranger Things. I don't know if he got a tear on that turn, but he did all right. So Rudy is a film about a small guy, and he wants to play football real bad, get out of the steel mill that he works in, his whole family works in, in Illinois. Got dreams, big dreams, to go play football at Notre Dame, and the only thing holding him back is that he is not very academically gifted, and he's also super bad at football. (laughs) Does this remind you of your quest to play basketball? It kind of reminds me of my quest to play basketball if I had an ounce of determination to go play, <laughs> continue to play basketball. And also if I, my family worked in a steel mill, it was like, I got to get on the basketball team so that I can not work at a clear channel radio station <laughs> would be the analogy there. Uh, so yeah, bad, dangerous, exploding steel mill. Uh, and he is, you know, he applies to Notre Dame cause he wants to make his dream come true and it doesn't, he doesn't get into Notre Dame. They reject him. Uh, and then the rest of the movie is him just going on this like back breaking odyssey, to get into Notre Dame and make it on the football team and play a game. That's like all that the movie is. Uh, And unlike like so many other sports movies, what I really like about it is like this one, like I won't spoil it necessarily, but like it doesn't end with him like, making the big touchdown and then everybody's like holy shit you're amazing and then he he goes on to be the nfl like like hall of fame champion he doesn't grow like eight feet and suddenly he's super great at football no it is about a a a person putting in like an outrageous amount of of work uh and like emotional work for what is like you know arguably like kind of a small reward but for him it it means like everything in the world and it's that kind of like disparity that is so like emotionally resonant uh for me um and i don't know how to talk about rudy without like kind of spoiling it but i don't know it is it is something about like the journey not the destination element of rudy of just like 
every time you think like, this is it, Rudy's big break. And then it's like, oh shit, you got turned down from the school again? Like again, dog? It's kind of like the opposite of a baseball movie I mentioned a long time ago on this show, which is The Natural. Yeah. Where it's like a super mega talented player who just is like naturally gifted. It's kind of the opposite of that. No, Rudy was quite bad at football. It was the only (laughs) thing, but he wanted it so bad. And I think that that is a sort of superhuman trait in and of itself. Like that is what makes Rudy such a neat character is like the links to which he goes, the the amount of things that gets like shit on him. And he's like, oh, well, I really, I really do need to play football. It's like the ultimate underdog story. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's like the, the identikit for like underdog sports movie stories for sure. Uh, the last 20 minutes of this movie just like ruins me. Uh, and there's this famous scene where all of the like senior players on the Notre Dame team essentially lay down their their jerseys in protest so that Rudy can you know take their spot on the team and play in a game. Uh, and it's so heavy handed, but God, it just gets me every time watching all these guys say like I'm giving up my chance so that Rudy can have a chance because he's just a good it's good shot. Look at him, coach. That's good Sean Astin. He's so little and we must protect him. Do you think it appeals to guys that just kind of grew up their whole life just wanting to be good guys? I feel mm. like that's part of it, right? I guess. Is that like, here's a good guy and he like gets recognized for being a good guy. What I love, the double-edged sword of that though is like, this is a good guy who also wasn't secretly like a shithead who actually did work to try and like achieve the dreams that he wanted instead of you know, just waiting for them to come to him because he was good. Um, (laughs) That's true. The thing about that scene, the Jersey scene, is that it's actually quite contentious because the coach in that scene, who's kind of like, you know, the brick wall at that point, keeping Rudy from playing football, uh, was an actual guy. This is based on a kind of true story. Um, And the the coach at that time was uh, Dan Devine. um, And the movie, like, he understood that the movie was going to make him look like the antagonist because it kind of had to be in order to create that emotional friction. But this scene, like, did not happen in real life. Like, in the real Rudy story, like, this scene of all the senior players coming in and laying down their jerseys didn't happen, and that pissed him off a lot. Joe Montana played at Notre Dame during the the time that Rudy was, was on the team, and he corroborated the fact they're like yeah that didn't that didn't happen it's a movie and they have to make fun stuff happen but that would be wild i can't imagine a bunch of players would take that kind of stance against their coach yes um but man the movie's a real a real tearjerker uh if you like watching little, little guys achieve their dreams in front of a bunch of uh you know doubting family members the soundtrack too the soundtrack is uh from jerry goldsmith and it is so powerful the last track is called the final game i might just play a little bit of it um but it's a banger it's the song that plays over uh, appropriately enough the final game in the movie and my dad had this soundtrack on both on cassette and cd and anytime that we had uh anytime we were driving in the car to the opening night of one of our plays we would like listen to it oh to my get, god like, that's the cutest thing i've ever heard to get like fully pumped up So, I don't know, if you haven't seen Rudy, uh, which some of you out there might not have if you don't care about sports and 
you know, don't care a whole lot about old sports movies, uh, you should watch it, especially if you love Lord of the Rings. If you love Sean Astin and you love Samwise Gamgee, you like have to see the first time that he essentially did play Samwise Gamgee <laughs> and it was Rudy uh, it, and with less swords and more football, but it's still it's still pretty good. Oh, you know, and it's football season. Hey, yeah, yeah. So it seems like appropriate. Toss a pigskin around, baby. Mm-hmm. Can I tell you about our submissions from our friends at home? Please do. Connor says, I just wanted to submit my own small wonder, the bratwurst man at my university campus. This wonderful sausage man comes to visit every Tuesday with his sausage stand and delivers the good, good meat to everyone around. The food is so delicious, but what really makes me happy is that he's just so proud of the product as he serves it to you, and he's so justified in that attitude. The bratwurst man. Damn. That's a good... I feel like every area has like a traveling vendor who want in uh roscoe village where i lived in chicago it was the tamales man and this dude would just like roll up at the bars in roscoe village and he would just have a big like box warmer full of tamales and you'd get so psyched when you saw him and i really like the idea of that but bratwurst because damn i love bratwurst yeah i was just thinking we didn't have that you didn't have that no hmm maybe it's not as (laughs) universal as i thought it was i don't think the world has food men that wander around which Uh, makes it all the more special yeah i guess so uh here's one from elizabeth who says my small wonder is when board games have special ways of picking who goes first like when a game says the person wearing the most green or who most recently ate a bowl of cereal goes first i think it's just real neat and it makes games a little more special and fun for me yeah, what is that game we played where it was the youngest person started? Uh, uh, I don't remember who, which one was the youngest person. My very favorite of this is Pandemic. And in Pandemic, the person who is most recently sick goes first, which mm. is uh, very appropriate. Rachel would have a lot. Actually, it would be tough if the McRoys all get, got together to play Pandemic I right know, now. because somebody is always sick. Yes. Well, that just means somebody's guaranteed to go first always. Mm. Uh, that's it. Uh, thank you to Bowen and Augustus for the use of our theme song, Money Won't Pay. You can find a link to that in the episode description. Thank you to Maximum Fun for having us on the network. They got a bunch of good stuff. They got a bunch of good, bunch of, bunch of, bunch of, bunch of good stuff. Yeah, they do. And uh, that was great. And we're doing <laughs> it. Uh, Art of Process is one of them. Mm-hmm. And uh, Mission is X and a whole bunch more at MaximumFun.org. We have other stuff at McElroy.Family, including, hey, tomorrow the new season of Adventure Zone starts uh, on Halloween. I'm really excited for it. I'm almost done uh, slapping music on Travis's, Travis's product. It's coming down the assembly line. And uh, I'm really happy with it. I'm really proud of him. And you know what? I'm proud of you because this episode is, we've recorded quite a bit, but I imagine it's going to be actually very <laughs> short when you cut out all the coughing breaks. Rachel, uh, I kept asking if you wanted to stop because Rachel was like dying. It didn't look good there at the beginning, but at I the recovered. Beginning, but you pulled it together. I'm so proud of you. Your joy has powered me through. You know that, My right? joy has filled, I think it was the juice demon. I think the juice demon smashed through uh-huh. the wall, filled you with his red power made you tall and strong and ready to to, to do to do the podcast. how is that not the kool-aid man i know beetlejuice should be like undead nasty teenager husband striped striped suit man prison ghoul multiplicity <laughs> multiplicity dead man Multiplicity Dead Man. 
I love you. I love you too. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.